This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. I am joined this morning by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Teresa, good morning. Good morning, Denny. How are you today? Nice to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. I am well, and how are you this beautiful morning? I'm doing well, too. I'm looking at that forecast, and I I think I may be lulled into complacency, thinking, hey, summer's still here. Uh, who needs to worry about fall? But, um, do you remember uh, where we live, Jenny? Do you remember what state <laughs> yes. we live in? <laughs> the theater of seasons, for sure. Yes. Uh, what, what, you know, I'm thinking, too, that, boy, we still need rain around these parts. And uh, one of the things you and your colleagues always tell us is that especially when it as we head into fall uh, deeper in the fall and winter is keep watering those shrubs make that water often and deeply uh, as we head into the cold cold months right you're extremely right because you know all summer we were able to to augment the rain and the moisture if it wasn't there but come winter time once that ground's frozen we can't do that so those plants have to go into winter as healthy as they possibly can we don't have any time for ketchup anymore it's it's we've got to keep them healthy now because once the ground's frozen we can't add any more water and we can't fix it if it had a dry fall so we've yes. got to give them water now yep it's really important is there anything else we should be considering as far as our lawns or gardens, for that matter? Well, um, I'm going to give everybody a little break today. They don't have to do any pruning. They okay. don't have to do any fertilizing unless they're going to winterize their, put down a winterizer for their turf, uh, because we don't want to be pruning our shrubs and trees. We don't want to be fertilizing our perennials, our trees and shrubs. All of that should have been done already in August, so you get a break. You don't have to do that. But you should be planting a lot of fall bulbs right now. Get your daffodils and tulips and all those little minor bulbs in. You'll appreciate it in the spring, trust me. Um, and also, you know, if you if you have any plants you haven't planted, not that I know anyone in particular who has plants sitting there that she hasn't planted, um, but you got to get them in the garden, in the ground, because they're not going to do so well above ground in pots. So. Anything you haven't planted yet, make sure you get it in. It should have been in already, but get it in and keep watering. You know what I, uh, Teresa, by the way, was just joining us, Master Gardener Teresa Rune, answering your lawn and garden questions. If you have one, and you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know how busy we get. Uh, You can send a text to Teresa or just call if you like to chat. Same number, 651-461-9226. Again, 651-461-9226. 9226 will get you either a text question, and we have a bunch of those already, or a call. 
Chat with Teresa if uh, if you prefer that method. Uh, here is a text that came in a bit ago, uh, Teresa. It says, any suggestions on how to get rid of bent grass? Or bent grass. If the, bent grass, yep. And that grass is really popular in the south. It works. It's wonderful in the south. But it's a it's a warm season grass, so it greens up really late, and then it dies really early or browns up really early in the fall. So it's not a good grass for Minnesota. So you would have to use a grass killer, or you have to pull it out. That that's what you've got to do. That's that's the way to do it. Or you can smother it if you want to put in a garden there instead. Just cut it as short as you can. Make sure you're not. Make sure those clippings go to the city compost, just in case there's any grass seed, bent grass seed in there. And then just water the soil. Lay down some newspapers, two or three or five layers of newspaper. Get that wet. Throw down some compost or some straw or some mulch on top of it. And then next spring, plant a garden there instead. But if you want to plant another grass, a, a real lawn with fescues and Kentucky bluegrass and things like that, you do need to use an herbicide to kill it or manually strip it out of there. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, you, bank grass isn't good for us. All right. Teresa, this texture says, I would like to move a tea rose bush. When's the best time? That's the first question. Mm-hmm. And this texter also has a turtle, turtle heads that continue to spread in my garden. How can I stop this spread? So you got a couple of questions there. Okay. Well, the tea rose, it's, it, you know, you could move it now. Otherwise, could be probably going to uh, dig it down and put it in Minnesota tip method, or you're going to cone it. Move it first thing in the spring. Uh, first thing in the spring would be better for it. But you can move it now. If you do it quickly, get it in the garden and get it in the ground, um, and then however you're going to care for it over the winter because they're not winter hardy here. And as for the turtle head, hey, send some of that over my way. I love turtle head. But if it's if it's spreading too much, and, and I've never heard of anyone having that issue, but what you may want to do is once the flowers start to fade, um, cut them off if it's spreading by seed. And if it's spreading by runners, just go out maybe about five or six inches around the edge of the plant, maybe once a year, this time of year or first thing in the spring, and just cut down uh, straight with, down with your shovel. That will break any runners off that are on the outside of that cut, any roots that are on the outside of that cut, if that's how you're seeing it spread. But I've not run into anybody who has the problem with spreading too much. So, By the way, very Teresa, lucky. What, it's very happy. Yes. What are turtle heads? Oh, turtle heads. Uh, Chelone, it's a or Chelone, It's a wonderful fall plant, and this is a great plant for your fall garden. Uh, we have a uh, pink and white. The pink one or the white one is native. The pink one is not. The pink one is called hot lips. There's also a short one. It's a perennial flower that can get like four or five feet tall, so it almost looks like a shrub in your garden. So all summer long, it just gives us big, beautiful shrub-like appearance. And then right now, it's blooming with flowers, and they look like they're stacked up a whole bunch of little pink turtle heads. They're so mm. adorable. And then right now, it's blooming with flowers, and they look like they're stacked up a whole bunch of little pink turtle heads. They're so mm. adorable. And then the bees work their way in, and it's wonderful for our pollinators late in the season because it blooms so late in the season. And they can take a little bit of shade. So they're okay. a great fall plant along with your asters for, for helping our pollinators get through the winter. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. Let's grab a phone call, uh, Teresa. Joe is calling in from Owatonna, Minnesota this morning. Joe, you are on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Joe. Hi, good morning. I have a whole bunch, like up to 100 maple trees to transplant from around a, a deck of mine. 
And mm-hmm. should I wait and should I wait until they lose lose their leaves or get them in the sooner the better. You can you can wait until the ground's nearly frozen, but just to be on the safe side, get them in sooner than later. And if they're big enough where they could be tossed out by the wind, you may want to stake a few of them or just be really aware, maybe have the stakes in the ground already around, but don't put the string up, the the, the rope up unless you think it's going to be needed if it's a real windy area. Once they lose their leaves, they won't be as likely to be wind thrown out in the middle of winter. But get them in now. Give them really good drinks of water. Protect their barks from the deer and the rabbits and the mice, and you're good to go. Enjoy them. All right. What kind? This text says this, uh, Teresa. What kind of weed seed control now or next year can I use to kill the seeds from the weeds that grew in my vegetable garden so they won't grow next year? Uh, so, so if there's still seeds, you would want to be, do, be doing a pre-emergent, and you would do that next year, uh, about the same time you normally be doing the pre-emergent in the grass seed or when you plant up your garden. Uh, you have to remember, though, if you're planting your veggie garden, and say you're planting carrot seeds, and you use that weed control, then you're not your carrot seeds won't sprout either. So you have to be really careful about how you use it. And in that case, sometimes mulch is the better way to prevent those weeds from sprouting. So go ahead and plant your carrot seeds. But then between the, the rows of carrots or beans or whatever you've planted, just use straw or, or leaves or something like that as a mulch to cover that surface area. That will prevent a lot of those seeds from sprouting. Okay. If you have a question, either by phone or by text, for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, here's the number, 651 461 9226. We'll be back with more phone calls and text messages here on our Smart Garden Show on News Talk 830 WCCO 45 now here in the Twin Cities going for 66. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. Denny along here along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering your lawn and garden questions either by phone or by text as usual. Here is the number for either 651-461-9226. And Teresa, during the break, my daughter Tina, whom you met, uh, sent, sent me a picture of her turtle head garden. I didn't know she oh. had that. And it, <laughs> that's, that's, re- that's really beautiful. It is pretty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, very good. So thanks, Tina. Thank you, Tina. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've, got, well, we've got texters, callers. Tell you what, let's grab a phone call from Larry, who's calling in from Monticello this morning. Thank you, Larry. What's your question for Teresa? Hi, Larry. Uh, in, in, for November, uh, dormant lawn seeding, what seed do you use in a full sun? You would use the same seed that you'd normally use. Probably for you, a mix of Kentucky Blue and Fescue. If you want to go more more for a no-mo, lomo. I would hit heavy on the fescue. Um, you can leave off the Kentucky Blue. That's a more high-maintenance grass. But fescue would work absolutely perfect in the sun, and it works in part shade also. Okay, good very luck. good. So Danny uh, knows all about dormant seeding, so he's the expert. Oh, yes. I, in fact, I may do a little more, given given what <laughs> uh, what kind of a summer we had with uh, yeah. Oof, yeah, <laughs> nasty. <laughs> Uh, this text, uh, Teresa, says, my indoor Hoyas are being attacked by yellow aphids. Where do these bugs come from, and how do I get rid of them? 
Oh, they're they're really frustrating. You know, they can they can actually come right in on the winds from from uh, through the window screens. You could have brought some in on on your shirt or shoe as you were walking by something. But it means first of, first of all that your hoyas are a little stressed, so make sure you're giving them as much light as you possibly can. And you can um, get a product maybe like uh, you can either wash your hoyas, give them a shower, that will wash off most of the most of the aphids. You may have to do that a number of times um, as the aphid eggs hatch and just keep on top of it like that. You can squish them off with your fingers or you could try an insecticidal soap. Do, however, make sure that it does say it's okay to use it on a Hoya because of their succulent leaves. I would I would just hesitate a little bit. If Hoyas aren't directly listed, then don't use that that, that product on them. But those are your options and good luck because you don't want those little suckers sucking all the juice out of your Hoya. I think, uh, too, uh, Teresa, I want to mention um, the University of Minnesota website. We like to do that from time to time because it is such a great resource. Uh, I remember using it a couple of years ago on uh, not only the type of shrub I was thinking about, but different trees. If you're thinking of planting different trees, of course, you could always go to the Arboretum and look there, you too. Could, you could go to the Arboretum and see what they look like in real life full grown. Yeah, or if but, you yeah. just want some great reading, uh, extension.umn.edu. Uh, the folks put in a lot of good work uh, with that uh, website, and it's uh, just filled, packed with uh, great information. amazing things on there. And there's also their new little newsletter that you can get um, access to, so you can get that coming to you. And they also have, like, very timely stories in there about what you should be doing this time of year and some ideas that you may want to think about. Yeah, absolutely. We'll mention that again, too. Uh, here is a text to Teresa. It says, how do I prepare outside plants to bring indoors and with what uh, products? Thank you. I love this question. Okay, so these are all the plants that you want to save, whether you want to brought your houseplants outside or you want to bring your geraniums in or you're impatient and you want to grow everything back in the house as a houseplant or whatever. So what I would do right now is move everything to the shady locations in your yard if you possibly can move them. That will help the leaves start to adjust to, to, shadier, to shadier and less light. And then as before it gets too cold, say like 40 degrees overnight, you want to bring those plants in the house. But before you do that, um, if you need to cut back any of the vines that got too long, any of the trees that got too tall, go ahead and cut those back. Give them a good wash of water. Make sure you get their leaves really clean, the trunks, um, the soil. Make sure you clean the pots and, and the, the saucers. And underneath, you want to get every little critter off that you possibly can. And then... Go ahead and bring them in the house. Segregate them from the rest of your plants for about two to three weeks. You want to make sure that nothing hatches. You didn't bring in any aphids or or flies or anything like that. If they're okay to go, then move them to the bright spots where you want to keep them all winter. And then at that time, just watch them because they may lose some of their leaves because those leaves still aren't used to the darkness of our homes. But by bringing them into the shade, you kind of help the leaves adjust a little bit. It takes about 30 days. So we're kind of at the end of the time where you could do that. But if you can get them in the shade, just help them a little bit and then bring them into your house. But do wash them first. You can use insecticidal soap if you do see insects. But again, make sure it's okay to use it on the plants and that you're using it for the right insect and you've identified the insect problem if there is one. Washing everything off before you bring it in, though, is really important. If you have a lawn and garden question for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, call it in or text it in 651-461-9226. Listener wants to know, is now a good time to move peonies? It, it is, 
sure, you could go ahead and move them. It, they should have been done in August, but it, now would be a better time than, than trying to wait till the spring. So uh, have your new section already, nice organic soil over there. Dig up the peony, disturb the root as little as possible. Go ahead and plant it at the same depth. Um, if, if it's a, if it's, you have a heavy clay soil or whatever, you may even want to bring it up a little bit. You want the little points, the little red-pink points there on top of the, of the peony root section. Those are called eyes. You want those just at the surface or no more than, say, an inch below the surface. And then um, go ahead and backfill it. Give it a good drink of water. Um, I should have said the, when you dig your hole, fill it up with water first. Let it all drain. Then put the peony in, then backfill in water again. And you want those eyes about an inch or less below the surface so they don't um, fill as still bloom for you. And then just Give it a good layer of mulch once the ground's frozen, just to just to slow it down a little bit. You kind of talked about this a bit ago, but the, this listener cut down a mature tree last year, and uh, they want uh, and with a west-facing yard. Texture says they lost a lot of grass, so evidently they have a real sunny area. Again, right. what kind of grasses uh, grass seed would that be? Would would bluegrass, if you don't mind the maintenance? Sure, sure. Kentucky bluegrass would be just fine. Um, you know, get a mix. Uh, try to get some fescue in there. You just, if, if you don't want to go all all one kind of grass, a mix is nice. Again, it's not quite a monoculture, so you get some some species some species mix in there. But yep, you you'd want something that's just for full sun. And any of your local garden centers will have really good seed stocks. They'll be able to tell you, yep, this will handle the full sun. They'll be able to talk you through it. They have people yeah. there that'll be talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got some great grass seed in our area. All right, I'll tell you what, let's have a look in a moment, Teresa, at that uh, nice warm forecast. We'll do that and then have another half hour of the show to go. It's a smart garden show here on Newstalk 830 at 45 degrees. If you are just joining us on our Smart Garden Show this morning, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering your lawn and garden questions either by phone or by text, and it's the same number. We'll get you either, 651-461-9226. And as you know, Teresa, as usual, we have a bunch of both, phone calls and uh, text messages. We'll, uh, i tell you what, let's do this. Uh, Adeline has been waiting there in Chanhassen to ask you a question. Thank you for your patience. Adeline, what is your question, please? I just repotted my Japanese maple in a larger pot. Am I able to overwinter that in an unheated garage? If the garage doesn't freeze, that would be fine. If the garage freezes, then you're getting into tricky territory. Thank you. Okay. You bet. Right, Good thanks. luck. Uh, again, uh, 651-461-9226. Uh, is this? No, we, we did that already. Okay, oh, here's one. Can I trim my spirea bushes now so they're not as big next year? You really should wait till spring to do that. The bunnies will probably trim them a lot for you this winter anyway. And if it's a bridal respirea, do not trim it now because you're cutting off next year's flowers. The other spireas, they bloom on on new wood, so that would be okay. Um, if you have to trim it this winter, wait until the ground freezes and it's gone dormant and then trim it back then. But don't do any trimming now. Well, you just saved me a little work. Thank you very much. That wasn't my question, <laughs> by the way. But That's what okay. I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> when should, this texture says, you bring in the poinsettia in the house and put in the darkness? 
Oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer you to the university website extension.umn.edu. Um, I'm thinking it takes 12 to 16 weeks, and so you better get on that right away because that we're getting really close. If you want it to bloom in the holiday season, for your special amount of light and dark and light and dark that you need to get that that in. But yep, so I would do it soon. But go to extension.umn.edu and get the information for the exact time. On the point set Okay, back to the phones we go. Deanne's calling in from uh, Richfield. Deanne, you are on CCO with Teresa. Yes, I have a question. I love your show, but uh, I'm wondering about trimming junipers and and the and the like for the landscape evergreens right now. Can we do that or not? You you really don't. You shouldn't be doing any pruning now. Uh, you could do that in the spring if you need to prune them. You know, if you have to prune one branch because it's always slapping you in the face or it's going to be hitting you as you as you um, snowblow or something, you can go ahead and do that. But really, no pruning should be done on anything now. If you want to do a little pruning once the ground freezes to uh, to supplement your wreaths or your holiday decor, you can do a little bit of pruning at that time. But don't do a lot. All right. Here's a text uh, that says, I have heard that removing the lower leaves on, I was corrected about this, it's not Brussels sprouts, it's Brussels sprouts, uh, will enhance the development of the sprouts. Is this beneficial or not? It it could be uh, because those, but then again, too, what you also want to do is in August, if you top your Brussels sprouts, you cut off the top growing points, they stop growing and they start plumping up their, the sprouts. So that works, too, and it'll help with tomatoes, too, if you need to stop the tomatoes from putting on new growth and just to kind of finish growing what they're growing, Uh, sometimes cutting off that new growth at the top. I have not heard about uh, limbing up Brussels sprouts, though. That will enhance that. So you could check the university website and double-check on that one, extension.umn.edu. This uh, texter, Teresa, lives in Alexandria, and the question is, can I still transplant perennials? What's the guide for knowing when it is too late to transplant? You want to give your perennials about six six weeks of growing time in the ground. If you are like me and have perennials that you haven't planted yet, go ahead and do get them in the ground because they're not going to live above ground. So that's a dead, dead right there. But go ahead and get them in the ground. Give them a good drink of water. And then the mulch that you're going to put over, maybe double it up just a little bit so it's a little bit thicker. And that will keep the ground a little warmer for a little longer and maybe buy you a week or two of growth growing time. And also remember, any plants you planted this year, consider them as new baby plants, even if you planted them in the spring, and give them a good winter mulch once the ground freezes so that they stay in the soil and they don't pop out in January because we do have frost heaves in January because their roots may not be developed enough to hold them into the soil. So you, And you don't want to be replanting plants in January because the ground's frozen. So anything you've planted this year, treat it a little more tenderly. Next year it'll be fine. Teresa, this listener says, I have a bumper crop of Creeping Charlie in my ever-bearing raspberry patch. What can I use to kill the Creeping Charlie without damaging my raspberries? Nothing. 
because anything you use on the Creeping Charlie, you could accidentally spray onto your raspberries. Now, you can hand pull a lot of that out of there. You can also, if you can isolate the Creeping Charlie, maybe put a little box over it with both ends cut up or a can, and then you spray inside of the can and make sure you don't get any of the, the, the chemical on the raspberries. That would work, so you could do that. And any broadleaf weed killer that says it will kill Creeping Charlie, um, be careful of anything that has like a, a trimec or something in it. It will say don't use it over plant roots or don't use it in a perennial garden because some of that stuff does translocate from the roots to other roots nearby, and that could impact your raspberries. So you want to make sure that it's something you can use in your raspberry and then isolate each little bit of Creeping Charlie that you want to. Spray it, let it dry, move the can, spray it, let it dry, and move the can, if, if that makes any sense. Okay. Is it, this uh, texter says, is it too late to plant grass seed? Well, I have some bare spots on my lawn I'd like to seed. Now, we're kind of, you know, with this summer-type weather yeah. coming up, you can be lulled into complacency. What do you think? Well, I know last week Mary was saying that, you know, last week was kind of the last week. If, if you want to try it, you can. Um, I'm not saying that that grass seed will make it through the winter. It depends on how long your fall is and how established seed can get and which seed you're putting down. Some seeds don't don't germinate for 21 to 28 days. Then that means you're almost at the end of October and then you expect it to grow. Well, that's probably not going to happen. So look at the look at the germination time. It's if it's a faster germination time, you could give it a try. Otherwise, I'd probably just wait for dormant seeding or to plant in the spring and then at that time you would not use a pre-emergent because again that would impact the seeding. So those are kind of the choices you have. But do go to the extension website. They'll, they'll explain all this more clearly in their lawn section. Uh, you mentioned, Teresa, a couple of times to hold off on your uh, trimming. But uh, this listener says, is it too late to cut back my dogwood shrub? That Does that hold as well? It still holds. Uh, you you can wait a little bit if you're going to, going to be using some of that dogwood in your in your spruce tip containers or anything like that. Do wait until the ground's frozen and then cut it back. And and just just so a quick, you when you cut a plant or trim a plant, it causes a chemical reaction in the plant that says to grow at that point or to grow. So instead of becoming dormant, the plant now is using energy to put out new growth, which isn't going to make it through the winter and probably, and it's also taken energy from its root storage that it needs for the winter and the spring. So you're kind of giving it a double hit. That's why you don't want to do a lot of pruning at this time. Okay. This listener transplanted the poinsettia into their garden last spring. It's thriving. Is there any way to bring it back inside to get red leaves again? Oh, there, well, there certainly is. Uh, dig it up, uh, wash it off really good, plant it in a new pot, um, do the same treatment as before wash, make sure the pot's clean, bring it into your house and segregate it from the rest of your, your plants for at least two weeks to make sure that you haven't brought in any critters. And in the meantime, go to the extension website, and that will give you the details on how to do the light and the dark and how long it takes and 12 hours, 16 hours, whatever the, the, the frequency is that you need to change in the number of weeks. And you want to do that fairly quickly because I know it takes a long time to get going on those. Okay. How do I get rid of a large amount of garlic mustard weed in my yard? Listener wants to know, should I do it now or wait till spring? You know, the nice thing is uh, is that, that it is um, an annual. So, so if you can... You can kill it now. Broadleaf weeds would be the 
you know, broadleaf weed killer herbicide would be the best. Uh, you can also cut it down, and, and that will help. So this time of the year is the best time to get rid of any of those broadleaf weeds. I'm thinking now that garlic mustard is an annual, but you may want to double-check. If it's an annual, it's just going to die in the winter, so you don't have to do anything. But there will be seeds in the soil. And, and I could be wrong about that. My computer died, so I can't look it up. But um, so check on that. Um, but now is a really good time to be getting rid of the the broadleaf weeds with herbicides. Just always read and follow the label instructions regarding temperatures and rain and timing and what plants it, it impacts. That's really the label is the law. Okay. When should we trim our pinnacle hydrangeas? Um, I would do um, when once the the, the ground has frozen. If you need to cut off some of the flowers so you don't have, have such a heavy flower load that it could break the, the stems or whatever. Um, otherwise, wait till the spring to, to, to trim those. Um, and again, double check on which one exactly that you have by going to the university website, extension.umn.edu. Some hydrangeas bloom on old wood, some bloom on new wood, and some bloom on both. So it depends on which one exactly you're talking about. Okay. Hang on, Teresa. We're going to take a bit of a break here. We have more show to come. If you want to call in or text in your lawn and garden question for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, this is one number you can remember, 651-461-9226. We'll be back with more Smart Garden here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. We are here on CCU every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour, thanks to friends like Teresa Rooney, who is a master gardener, helping you out today. Again, that website, the U of M website, we always like to give you that uh, for great reading, extension.umn.edu. We'll mention that before Teresa leaves us. Teresa, we have callers, we have texters to keep you busy for the rest of the way. Uh, Let's see, who is next? Julie is calling in from Fridley, I believe, this morning. Julie, what's your question for Teresa? Hi, I have a question about my lilac hedge. Um, One of the, in between, um, like there's four lilac plants, but one has got totally brown leaves. Should I have them all cut way back? You don't necessarily have to do that unless you want to. What you might want to do is go out to the one with the brown leaves and see if it's if those if the stems are dead or if the leaves have just browned up. You can do that by bending the stem, bending the twigs. If they snap, it's dead. In that case, you can prune those back until you reach green wood. Um, if you want to cut down the whole hedge, you can do that. However, you won't be seeing flowers then for another two to three years. If you just want to do what they call a renewal pruning, you can take out a third of the the largest branches down to the ground for the whole hedge, and that will and then do that every next year and the following year. Do it in January, February, March, and that way. What you're doing is you're renewing it. It's going to be putting out new growth, and then the new growth will come from the bottom, but you'll still have flowers that are there from the spring of that started than spring of this year. So it'll just bring down the height of it, and it'll thin it out, but you still have flowers every year. And that's renewal pruning, and you can figure that out at extension.umn.edu. Good luck. All right. Thanks very much, Julie. Appreciate the call. Uh, this listener, Teresa, lives in North Branch. They have very sandy soil. What is the best way to get rid of uh, sand burrs in our lawn? Oh, uh, 
you know, I'm not that familiar with Sandburrs. I would assume that they are a broadleaf weed, and I would use a broadleaf weed killer on them. Uh, and then whatever organic matter you can add to the soil will be helpful. So light dressings of compost once or twice a year just in, in the sand, and it'll work its way into the soil. That will help. And then grow the grass as tall as you, like up to four inches. That will help shade it out uh, and prevent some of those seeds from sprouting uh, at the soil level and, and help to keep the soil level a little moister also. Okay. Uh, dead, this uh, text says this, deadheaded the flocks so they don't spread. Well, now they're coming back. Should I keep deadheading? Um, if you if they're blooming, go ahead and and deadhead them once they stop once the blooms start to fade. Uh, if they're if they haven't bloomed yet, you don't have to worry about it because they probably won't be able to. But yes, if you don't want them to spread by seed, you do have to deadhead the flowers and and do keep doing that as long as they keep flowering and as that flowers fade. Enjoy the flowers while they're there, but then deadhead them. Teresa, this listener says, how do I preserve calla lily bulbs through the winter? Um, you want to wait till the ground till till they get hit by the frost, and then you dig them up, dry them off, just brush off the soil, bring them into the house, let them harden off just a little bit, and you'll want to store them in a cool, dark place somewhere. Um, you can store them in in peat moss, or you can store them in bags. And I would definitely go to the extension website, extension.umn.edu, because lots of the bulbs have different temperatures that you need to store them at. And just putting them in your finished basement is probably going to be a little too warm. You can also use some of those closets that have outside walls that you don't open that often. So when you do open them, they're kind of chilly. That might work if it's running, if the temperature needs to run between 35 and 40 uh, or 45. That's kind of the temperatures that most of these are are best stored at. Um, But each one has a specific. Then just check on them once or twice a month to make sure they haven't rotted or they aren't super dry. If they're super dry, spritz them with a little water. If they started to rot, get the rotted ones out of there. That should work for you. Good luck. Okay. This listener says this, Teresa, my ferns have all turned brown and shriveled from the hot June and July. Will they come back next spring and should I cut them back? Dead is dead. You can cut them back. So dead, dead foliage up top. Once it's brown and dead, it's not coming back. Go ahead and cut them back. It will make it look a lot neater and not make you so sad. They probably will come back just fine, but do remember to give them a little extra water so that so that the fern roots and everything stay a little moist as they go into winter and they, they have a nice moisture level. So they should come back just fine for you. I think this is a question a lot of folks have. Uh, most of my lawn died due to the drought. Can I rake it well and spread seed or do I need to till everything? What do you think about that? Um, I would rake it well. You want to get all the dead stuff off. And and if it hasn't started to come back by now, it's probably not going to come back. So it's a little late for seeding now. You'd want to do your dormant seeding. Or if you need to, you can put down sod up until the ground almost freezes. And in that case, you would need to prepare the soil a little bit. But I would give it a good raking now. And if you're going to dormant seed, maybe do some top dressing of compost right now so that any rain we get starts to bring that in into the soil, the the little bit of compost on the top might start stop some of those weed seeds from sprouting too. Be a great time to get rid of all of the herbicide or all of the um, broadleaf weeds that you have out there in your yard. Then just consider dormant seeding or seed in the spring. And if you do seed in the spring, then don't use a pre-emergent in the spring in those areas. 
We have about two minutes to go or less, uh, Teresa, in the show. Let's grab one more here. It said, uh, I have an aspen seedling growing in a cup. How should I care for it over the winter? I assume it will drop its leaves even indoors. It 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 might it may or may not drop its leaves indoors. You can bring it in as a house plant, just fine. Just plant it up as a house plant, give it a nice bright sitting window, or you can go ahead and plant it out in the garden wherever you want it to grow. Have you heard if if this was a bad year for growing pumpkins? Um, the only thing is we don't have a lot of rain, so your pumpkins might be a little smaller unless you really supplemented them with with moisture. But um, the pumpkin, so the pumpkins you might find in the fields might be a little bit smaller, but the farmers have watered as well as they possibly could. So be, it's not a terrible year. It's not a horrible year. It's not going to be a record year, though. Okay. I'll tell you what, let's one more time give the university's website and, uh, and tell folks, get to the Arboretum. Get to the Arboretum, get to the Apple House, visit the website extension.umn.edu, plant a lot of spring bulbs and enjoy your garden and beautiful weather. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because the Apple House has been open. It's open. It has been open, and there's all kinds of fun apples to eat out there. And this is a great weekend uh, to to visit, too. The weather's going to be just perfect. All right, extension.umn.edu. Teresa, always a pleasure. Thanks for your help, and we'll talk to you soon, I hope. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney here on News Talk A3OWCCO. Get those home improvement questions ready for Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction coming up uh, next hour. Uh, if you're going to do any outdoor work, beautiful, partly sunny today, highs near 66. That looks like the coolest day uh, of the week because tomorrow we'll get up to 78, 77 Monday, 79 Tuesday, maybe 80 on Wednesday. Right now on CCO, 45 degrees. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 